Welcome to Walking with God, Pat Berry and Jeff Quinto's podcast, where Pat and Jeff talk about their walk with Christ. My name is Jeff Quinto. And my name is Pat Berry. Every once in a while, Jeff and I get together and talk about our Christian walk, and we discuss various things. This week, we have a question. Do we really believe this stuff? And by this stuff, I mean Christianity in general, Old Testament, New Testament. What is it to be Christian according to the Bible, not according to what society tells us? Yeah, and Scripture points to several things, and it points in the same direction always. And we can take the uh, taking Exodus, the 20th chapter, the first three vor- verses, which starts the Ten Commandments. And God spoke all these words, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. You shall have no other gods before me. Now, other gods in the ancient time meant pagan other gods, but today other gods are is anything that we base our life upon that is not God. And people base their lives upon all kinds of things, even things that are good, but we're meant to base our life upon one thing, upon God. And Jesus said in Matthew 22, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. So we, we start with those, and let's go back to the Old Testament. Now, Jesus was quoting the Old Testament, and we have what could be thought of as the main theme of the Old Testament as we read from the sixth chapter of Deuteronomy, starting at verse four. It's called the Shema. It's called the Shema because Shema in Hebrew means here. And so Shema Yisrael means hear Israel. So hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is the one God. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your might. And these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk on the way and when you lie down and when you rise. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. All of those things. You can see this is the most important thing. God is telling us that God in this life is the most important thing. We're meant to concentrate our lives, concentrate our energy on God. And so there we have kind of a start to this. We're, we're told in a very clear way in John fourteen six, Jesus says, I am the way and the truth and the life which people would agree with thinking that, yes, Jesus, you are the way. I cannot see that. You, you are the truth. You are the life. But then there's this inconvenient second part that says, no one comes to the Father except through me. That's a little inconvenient. Some people don't, don't like that. But, you know, we have Old and New Testament here, and it's very obvious in all, in all of that that God wants to be first priority in everyone's life. And there's couple questions here you know so when we're talking about gods I mean false gods where it's an idol that's that's pretty easy to spot but maybe gods that aren't as easy to spot and it would be anything that we put before God before Jesus Christ and if if we do that there's only there is only one way to the father and and people may not like it but this isn't this isn't you and I making this up. This is scriptural. This is what's in the Bible. So this is why we want to talk about this today. Hey, do we really believe this stuff? So we got you know, starting off with a couple of things here. I guess what would what would you consider a um, a false god? And I've even heard this in Christian churches, Jeff, and I'm sure you are too, where people that have been Christians their entire lives will say, you know, I'm, 
I'm just not sure that that Jesus is the only way to get to heaven. And to me, well, if if you're saying that again, it goes back to that's that's a false god. But when we're talking about false gods, you know, what are some of the other gods that come to mind besides the little statues? Yeah, the statues and so forth. Those we can be pretty. That's pretty easy, right? That's an easy one, right? Yeah, that's an easy one. The harder ones are things that we base our life upon that are not God. Things like a dedication even to sports teams as if that's the most important thing in life. Right. Dedication to political parties. Holy cow. Do we do that here? Do I do that? Yeah. 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 Occasionally. Yeah. To political ideas. Um, that's a false God. It's not meant to be, it's not meant to be made so important. The same thing with so many things in life. They're good things, but good things done to excess end up being bad things. And that's where these things become a false God. If, if our whole life is based on Anything but God, that's a false God. So putting work before absolutely anything. How absolutely. about this? How about this? Talk about, you know, a good thing. This is something, this is where you, you start touching on various various areas here, and you start making people, including myself, um, you know, uncomfortable. Think about this. Family, wife, children. They're not they're not supposed to come first. Not that we don't love them and in in a in a Christian home, when you're living as God wants you to live it's all god is over everything god is over everything so you don't you're not going to uh, have more allegiance to your wife or your child more than god but they are not going to have more allegiance to you either it goes it goes both ways but if everyone has their priorities correct putting god first then you're able to live in harmony and you're able to put things in perspective and you're able to actually have a more loving relationship. Sometimes we take a look at these things and this is what makes people uncomfortable. They look at them and from our human terms, it doesn't make sense. And a lot of times it you makes you uncomfortable and it doesn't make sense. And maybe that's why they, they call it a faith. Huh? You have to step out and, and, and kind of say, okay, God, I'm, I'm okay with this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to trust that you're going to show me how this is actually better. Yeah, that's interesting the way you say that, Pat. The fact is that many good things can become idols. We can turn a career. I would say that I could be accused of that, putting my career ahead of everything. Now, it didn't mean that I disliked my family. It, it meant that my priorities were mixed up. It meant my priorities were out of line. I spent so much time on my career, so much energy, so much emotional energy and time on my career. Now, that was a false idol for me. I, I had that as a false idol. Now, when we put God first, other things, the proper things fall into place, such as your family, treating your family in a, in a healthy, good, loving way, using the relationship that God has with us as the, as the model for the way we treat others. So it isn't that we set our family aside. It sounds, when we start saying, oh, yes, God comes before your family, and you go, wait a minute, I, I'm taken back by that because my family comes first. Well, think of it this way. God comes first, your family just second. And it's still way ahead of everything else. And by loving God first, you're going to be a different person. You're going to be a different person than you're the person who puts anything else first. Like I said, my my failing, I think, was the, the fact that I put my career so much ahead of other things. I think that was a mistake on my part. But God used that over time to bring me to him. So I'm, I guess I don't complain so much about that. But I can see in others, as I saw in myself, that I was spending 
too much energy on that to the expense of other things, to the expense of eternity, actually. You know, and that that's uh, that's a really good point, Jeff. It, and I think God does this. when He opens your eyes little by little, and you are able to see uh, once you've been through it, and you, you come out the other end and say, ooh, yeah, I shouldn't, I probably shouldn't have been doing that because I'm, I, I think a majority of people that are getting into getting into their career path, whatever that may be, spend too much time at work, and it's 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 just because well we're taking care of our families and and we do that, but when you're in the midst of it, sometimes it's difficult to see. When you've come out the other side of it and you get that understanding, when God gives you that understanding, it is a lot easier to see in other people, and you can spot different things in other people too. Now sometimes helping them takes patience and love and and endurance because again they can't you know they can't they can't see it we were talking about this uh, the other day i know you and i were having a, a discussion talking about people who actually walked with christ and you think about it, the people that saw him people saw him raise lazarus from the dead people saw him cure lepers right in front of them and they still walked away you know, yeah. so it, when, when you when if you're a Christian or if you're on on the road struggling with this, hey, you know what? It's a journey. It's a road. Uh, some some people have a change overnight. Most of the time, it doesn't do that. It's a step by step process. So remain patient and and keep striving. Yeah. Now you said something before the uh, start of the podcast that is uh, uh, really relevant, I believe. And what you said was that you have. Most people live their lives with their feet in two camps. One camp is that God exists. The other camp is that God does not exist. Yes. And everything we've read about God, that you love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your might, everything says that we're meant to put God first. Yet the reality of the way most of us, most all of us, the vast majority of us live our lives is we have one foot in this camp of God is uh, uh, number one and another foot in a secular camp where we're we're wondering if there is even a God. And so we live our lives like this. And there's a interesting thing that it's called Pascal's Wager. And Pascal was a French mathematician, philosopher, and theologian. He lived from about in the 17th century. And he said that all of us, all human beings, wager with their lives whether God exists or not. So we're in the process of making a wager whether God exists or not. And the idea is that that you can't positively prove there is a God or there is not a God this side of heaven. And so we're making a bet. And the bet goes like this. If you bet that I believe there's a God, then you're going to live in a godly way. And at the end of your life, it's going to be proven to you either there is a God or there isn't. You either go to heaven or you'll go to oblivion. Uh, similarly, someone can look at all this and say, you know what? I don't believe there's a God. I'll live my life as if there's not a God. And uh, I'll do whatever I want. I might do some good things. I might do some bad things. But there'll be no eternal consequences. That's a bet that we all make. The reality of that bet, I believe, and I think that Pascal is pointing to, is the fact that you have this no cost to living a life devoted to God because your life is going to be better, number one, and number two, you're going to have eternal life, number two, if there is a God. So if there is a God, you're going to get this giant payoff in the end. <laughs> and if, there, if, you, choose the, if you make the other choice, if, whether there's a God or not, 
you're going to go to oblivion, some form of oblivion. So it's this idea that we are all making this bet. Now, Christianity doesn't give us a chance to say, you know, I'm going to make up my mind at the last minute or I'm going to, it doesn't matter how I make up my mind. It actually does say that Jesus says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. Now, we talked to in the previous podcast about how that really is an invitation. It's a welcome invitation. It's saying there is a way for you to get eternal life, and it's through Jesus. So there's a way open to us. For those of us who have been presented with this, there's a way open to us. Then the way open to us is to accept Jesus Christ as, as your Savior, as we've, you know, as we've brought up time and time and, and time again. But I do believe that most people have their foot in in each camp there's one in each camp and it it's because we are human and sometimes we hedge our bets there's temptations but god doesn't really give us that choice you know what he he invites us in he he says you know come on to me he is the way the truth and and the life no one gets to the father but through him that's the way to to do it and when paired with you know, I am the Lord your God, you shall honor no other gods but me. He wants us first. That's the thing. I, and I think a lot of people kind of misunderstand, well, I'll clean up my act and then I'll do this or I'll do this before. You know what? Just come to him as you as you are, however you are, how you know, however broken you are, however messed up you are, you come to him, you let him change you. And as I said, with some people, it's a spectacular change overnight. I think with most, like you and myself, it's 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 a growing thing. It's a growth thing. It's a it's step by step process, daily, sometimes hourly, where you're just walking with the Lord. And there's plenty of times that that I fail, but you get up and you start you know down that path again. The main thing is you come to Him and and you say, "Okay, Lord, here I am. I I surrender." I'm willing to you to have you be Lord of my life. Things start from there. You got to take that first step, though. Yeah, you got to accept the gift. We're yes. given a gift, and you, we have to accept it. We as moderns have trouble with that, and and we also have trouble with the idea that well, you know, I'm not perfect, and uh, even as a as a Christian. I wasn't perfect in my previous life. I'm not perfect in this life, but we are forgiven. We're meant to be trying. We're meant to be honestly, seriously trying. And as we do that, we are guided. And I think one of the things I said a minute ago that it was a, uh, that I thought that believing in Christ is that part of the Pascal's wager was a, was a cost-free bet. The reason I think it's a, it's a bet without cost, it, it does require you to give up your life. <laughs> so there's a cost to that. You give up your life to Christ. But the, the thing is that you're given immediate rewards. I mean, I can see it in people that I know that are, that are sincere Christians. Now, they certainly have things happen that are bad to them. But you know what? They have a different view of life. They have a different take on it. They have, they have hope where people who don't have Christ don't have hope. And certainly we all face difficulties. We all have illnesses and things that happen. And, and all of us die at some point. But the reality of it is if we have Christ in our lives, we have hope in the end. We have, we have a place to go. Christ has gone to prepare a place for us. And there's a, a place waiting for us. And our, our citizenship is in heaven. It's not here. So as we have those things, it's much easier to go through life. And also, we'll be better in the way we deal with each other. Better and clearer and in a kinder, more loving way, making a better world. Even whatever the extent that we have, whether it's are nearby in our family and friends or in a greater world, 
the world will be better if we follow these precepts. Yes, it will. And we do live in the world. Sometimes it gets a little bit difficult to be in it. We're supposed to be in the world, but not a part of the world. So, you know, as you're as you're going along, you are going to be tempted. You are going you are going to fail. I mean, we do every day. That's just part of that's part of being in the world because there there is going to be sin and temptation, but it doesn't mean we have to be a part of the world. It doesn't mean we have to participate in in everything the world is doing. And you know, just because the world says something is right, that doesn't make it right. You know, just because the world says that this is okay to do, you know, it doesn't mean that it's okay with God to do. And we need to get that clear too, which could probably be a, that could be a whole other subject of uh, maybe a future. Uh, you know, how are we supposed to live in the world? And just because the world says it's okay, is it okay with God? But that's, a, that's another topic for another time. Yeah, it is. But we're going forward here based on this topic that we are making this bet. And I think I I, I circle back to Pascal's wager. We're all making this bet. Is there a God or is there not a God? And the trouble is you can't straddle the fence. Christianity doesn't allow that. It's expecting you to, to surrender to the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what we are meant to do. It's hard to do, and we have to redo that. It's not something that we can do and say, walk away from it. We Okay, I, I got that done. We continually view how we are doing, what we are doing, looking to improve ourselves. And as we do that, we become closer to Christ. It becomes easier and easier to do. So I think the bet is an easy bet. It's an easy one to take. We bet on Christianity. We bet that there'll be Jesus waiting for us to welcome us into heaven. And if we do that and we live under his precepts, we will have a, as good a life as there can be. We'll have a beautiful life. We'll give We'll have hope, and we'll, importantly, we'll give hope to others. We'll help others if we live that life. So we will not just impact ourselves and our families. We'll impact the world in which we live, all by following these precepts of the Lord Jesus Christ. So to me, the bet's a simple one. You make the bet that the Lord is real, that this is that there is a God, that this God is Jesus. And when we die, we'll find out one way or another. My bet is we'll find out that there is. And even if we don't, we go to oblivion. And if we lived a life of debauchery and trouble and evil, we, we would have impacted the world in a negative way, not a positive way. So we wouldn't have done anything good with this one life we're given, even if there isn't a God. So to me, it's an easy wager. Would you say so, Pat? I would absolutely say so. And, you know, interestingly enough, I think if you'd ask most people, even if they did not believe in Christianity or any sort of, if they would call it a quote unquote higher power, you, you know, if you put on the scales, hey, which which would be a better life, which is one that you would want to live, most people would not go the way of just debauchery. I, I think there's something that's hardwired in us that says, no, that's not, that's that's not a good thing to do. So to me, the bet is easy too, but I will say the toughest part is that first step, that first, I guess, putting down your wager, actually putting down the wager is the, uh, the most difficult part. Not to say that the rest of the, of the way is going to be easy because I think there's things in, in the church that sometimes we just kind of glaze over because you, that doesn't mean you're necessarily going to have an easy life, but you'll have a, a joy-filled life. You will have a life where you aren't uneasy. It's a different life, and it, it's sometimes it can be hard to explain. I know we've talked about this too. There's sometimes I just can't put it into words. Not that 
you and I don't have difficult times. That not that you and I don't get worried about things, but it's just it's a it's a uh, it's a different life. But if you need to take that initial step, yeah, that's the that's the thing. And I pray that you will do that. You know, Pat and I started this podcast on a premise, actually a a quote from C.S. Lewis that said, "Christianity, if false, is of no importance, and if true, is of infinite importance. The only thing it cannot be is moderately important." And that certainly relates to exactly what we've been talking about here, because we've been talking about most people live their lives with a foot in each camp, not knowing whether Christianity is true, sort of hedging their bets, if if you will. And that isn't the way it works. You can't hedge your bet. You have to be all in one way or another. And if you are, and if you believe as I do and as Pat does that this Christianity is true, then it is, in fact, infinitely important. It's the most important thing in your life if you believe it is true. And I believe that it is true and Pat believes it is true. Will you join me in prayer? Lord, we thank you for making your word known to us, making, helping us that we might put you first, Lord. Will you strengthen us so that all of us might put you first, Lord, put you in the place that you deserve, the place of honor in our lives, the place of focus in our lives, and everything else will flow from that, Lord. Will you help us to do that? Will you help us to do that? May everything that we do honor you. May we bring people to you as we go through life. May we be examples of the way, your way, Lord. May we be examples of that in everything that we do. In Jesus' holy and mighty, mighty name, amen. Amen.